welcome to the Sharon Brown Podcast. Today's episode I'll give a name uh, later. You can just listen in. This is Sharon Brown. And uh, today is the beginning of Black History Month. Uh, Today will be National Freedom Day. It's a great thing that uh, today was named National Freedom Day, which is the start of uh, Black History Month. So uh, I have uh, gone through some of the scriptures in Genesis. Uh, I spoke about um, the different things that occurred with uh, God uh, blessing uh, the children of uh, Noah and things like that from uh, Genesis 9 and then uh, what happened in 10 and things like that. I posted a couple of things, but um, today I want to go through briefly uh, some of the things or maybe not so briefly. However, I can do it. I'll try to be brief so I can get it to you quickly. I um, have taken a little relaxation for today uh, uh, at the start of uh, Black History Month, even though I did a, a you know a few things, I still had some time to reflect on the day and the month and what it means. And uh, I've been active with the uh, Black History uh, coming into the month, uh, so that we're not only doing things in February for Black History, we can deal with Black History throughout, and especially coming up to celebrating the month. Uh, we can get prepared. So I did that and I had some verses and things that I shared. Uh, so Genesis 5, I came from Genesis 5 instead of just one because uh, 5, it talks about um, the generations of Adam. So it gives an overview of what happened. And I don't have to go through the details of God created the heavens and earth, even though that's great, and I would love to do that uh, all the time. But uh, to just make it clear about uh, if you want to find the generations of all mankind and where everyone came from, and then since it's Black History Month, you specifically want to know about African Americans, you want to know what's your heritage. You can look at Genesis 1, of course, you can start from the beginning and go through all that. But if you want to see your family tree, look at Genesis 5. So, uh, black people, Hamitic people, I'm showing you your beginnings for this Black History Month. So, we are having a history lesson. Uh, I've made some hashtags, you know, black people like to make stuff. We are inventors, Ham the Inventor. So it's like natural for me to make up, make words and make things that are different, uh, not just uh, for the purpose of being different, but uh, it seems like that's uh, some uh, one of the gifts and things of black people and Hamitic people uh, is the biblical term for black people, or Africans, Hamitic, uh, and ham means hot. So when we say, you know, oh, that's hot, I'm hot or whatever, you know, that she's hot, that's hot. That's really about black people, hot, uh, ham means hot. So uh, the Genesis 5.1 says, this is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him. 
male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. So this is, it tells you about the creation also, but it goes, doesn't go into depth. So from five, you will still understand that God created. So that's a blessing. So we're starting off our February 1st with the fact that God created us. We didn't come from apes, monkeys, all that. God created man. It, this is a, the depiction of the creation of mankind and their generation, their family tree. So if you want to do a genealogy search, you need to check the Bible. That's the first genealogy search uh, when you want to look at biology uh science when you want to look at uh math or reading you can do all that from here uh so uh so it speaks about adam he had he begot sons in his own image and likeness and call uh seth and then it goes on throughout the list and it goes down to like enoch and it goes through the different names of people that uh adam uh and eve had uh, for children, sons and daughters, and things like that. Uh, it also speaks about um, the the children that they had, and the fact that they had children also. So um, it speaks about Seth having children and things like that. Uh, so in this one, it doesn't uh, go into all of the Cain and Abel. It speaks of the lineage of Seth. So when Cain and Abel, uh, you know, it, Cain killed Abel because he was jealous of Abel. So we need to make sure we're not flowing in that spirit of jealousy. Uh, some people, uh, they live in that kind of thing and it's not okay. Uh, we as a black people have been known to be jealous of others. Uh, people have stolen from us. They want our land and the things that because God has blessed us so. And I'm going to go uh, into that when we look into uh, Genesis, uh, I believe, 9 and 10 or maybe 6. So so we'll look in that too. But uh, I just want to see a few things here. Uh, so uh, you can look through these things and get all the information you need to know about who you are. And you would have a sense of yourself and where you come from. So. Yes, we do come from Africa and things like that, but you need to get the story. We come from the land of Ham, and that's going to be depicted in, uh, you know, the later chapters of Genesis uh, 6, 9, 10. So it speaks about Enoch and things like that. It speaks about all the different things, and then it goes at the end on verse 32. It's just funny, I was speaking about 32. Uh, on, when I said 32, my phone's, uh, uh, so 32, uh, it's here, it says, uh, and Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth, so it's just funny, I have the, you know, this, it's, it, um, so the 32 is, uh, it's Genesis 5:32, and Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begat Shem, Ham, and Japheth, so that's 32, so, uh, so now that we see Genesis leads you to Noah, Noah is the father of the Semitic people, Shem, the Hamitic people, Ham, and the uh, Japheth. So Shem would be uh, Jewish people. I would, I think the Arabs and stuff, whoever is also 
part of the Semitic people that would be their cousins and things like that. They can look into their lineage and find out all the people that are related to them uh, for Shem. Ham would be the black people, the dark people, uh, people of Africa, uh, the people from Africa, the people from Egypt is Africa also. Some new people are in there uh, that are not necessarily uh, the children of Ham. There are still some Hamitic people in Africa, but there's some different people. But in the time of this here, uh, when I'll show you the land breakdown where everybody got land. So the land of Ham would be uh, Africa, all of it, con including Egypt. That's the land of Ham. And uh, it would be uh, parts of Asia. Uh, that would be um, where Israel is now. It was considered Canaan. And that was the land overflowing with milk and honey. So God blessed black people with the land overflowing with milk and honey. And he also, we had Africa, which uh, Africa uh, is the land that has gold, diamond, uh, coffee, cacao, all kinds of things. They're kicking France out now for stealing from Africa. They've been stealing so many resources, trying to force Africa to pay them. Uh, now, as you see here, uh, God goes all the way through from Genesis and he created everyone and it goes to Noah. So when people tell you Islam is the religion of Africa and there are other religions for Africa, like these supposedly um, Aboriginal or um, whatever uh, religions to Africa, well, I'm showing you the first religion for Africa. This is the God of all the people. It would be the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man. And the word God would be Elohim. And that's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the God of Noah before he was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so he would be, uh, yes, yeah, so he would be uh, definitely the God of all the different peoples. Uh, so everyone, Shem, Ham, and Japheth knew about Elohim. So we have to find out where did Elohim get lost? Uh, and that would be Yahweh. Where did Elohim get lost with the, the, uh, as the religious head over everyone? Every nation has some kind of knowledge of Elohim. And there may be stories that go through their nations and there may be corrupted stories, but every nation should have some kind of remembrance or knowledge of creation story or something because, and Noah was 500 and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So if Noah had the God, uh, which is Elohim, this would be the Yahweh that is of the Jews. So everyone knew about this God. So he was not foreign to the people. They may have lost knowledge of him later or some knowledge of him. Or uh, the Bible says that God is going to uh, handle and deal with those, the nations who forget God. Because every nation knew of God. They knew of Elohim. And the word Elohim is plural. Elohim is plural in the Old Testament. And it is still in the New Testament. So anybody talking about Elohim, 
no matter what they want to say about him. That word Elohim is plural, which means it always pointed to the Trinity. So Christianity doesn't make it up. The word is actually plural. So we're just confirming that God functions in a triune nature uh, and the Trinity. So uh, I did a, a, a podcast called I See the Trinity in the Old Testament, and it goes through uh, Genesis 1, and then it goes through, uh, I have a few others, one, two, three, maybe four, five of them. I see the Trinity in the Old Testament. Okay, so in Genesis 6, uh, there was some sin and wickedness that happened, and uh, so God, uh, he made that, he did what he did, and uh, he, there was sin, and so God warned Noah that he was going to uh, curse the earth and flood it and things like that. So in Genesis 7, uh, he tells Noah to go into the ark after Noah built the ark and everything like that. And so uh, Noah went into the ark. So in 6, God uh, sees the sin of everybody and he commands Noah to go into the ark to bring his children, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and uh, their wives, and to also bring the animals by two. So the earth is going to be destroyed. All the people that were created before then were going to be destroyed, and they were destroyed. So now Noah goes into the ark with his children and the, the animals, the fowl of the air, everything. So uh, that's Genesis 7. Then Genesis 8, uh, it says, The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. So he stopped raining upon the earth in this uh, chapter, Genesis 8, after he flooded the earth. So now uh, Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and their wives, the animals, and everyone were on the boat, everyone that was in Noah's household uh, and their wives, his all three of his children. So these were his children. And uh, God says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold in winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. So uh, God is t talking to Noah. Noah builds an altar to God and he took every clean bird and foul and he did an offering and things like that and you know so he's um worshiping god and dealing with god and so because the animal had sin uh the animal sinned in the garden also uh that's not really talked about but i don't know when the animal first uh partook in in falling or had sin or something like that but uh the animal allowed themselves to be used by the devil and to uh, tell Eve and Adam that uh, they would be like God if they disobeyed God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve was deceived. Adam was not. But he went along because he loved that woman. He had to have that woman. So he went along with her. Uh God already had it planned that Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So it worked out in our benefit that uh, we would be saved, that Jesus would come to save us. But before he was Jesus, he was just the word of God. So God's word came in the flesh. 
which is God in the flesh, and he died in the flesh for our sins. His spirit was very much alive. His spirit was, you know, the spirit of God. So that's why he was able to beat sin, because he made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that we would become the righteousness of God. So Jesus had no sin. There's nobody else on the earth uh, in any kind of uh, uh, any heaven or anywhere that would be sinless. It, it only has to be God. So uh, that's struck from the scriptures in uh, Genesis 1. And that's struck from multiple scriptures and John 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Uh, when you do any kind of black history and everything like that. If you don't have, go into God and talk about how he created and, you know, it, it, it kind of leaves you empty because you're having your your uh, heritage only based on your skin. Uh, it's more to it than that. You are a physical body. You are a spirit. You are a soul. You know, so there is more to you than only the flesh. But the, God did give us the flesh, gave us our blessed, beautiful skin color. He gave us melanin, whatever makes up the, the reason why we are dark. He gave that to us for a reason. And he did not uh, withhold it from us. And uh, in the Bible, in Song of Solomon, the woman said they were angry with her because of her black skin, because the sun looked upon her. So they were angry with her and didn't want her to have her own vineyards, but they wanted her to keep their vineyard. So they were angry. They had a, a bone to pick with her because God made her skin black. Can you imagine someone angry with you because of something God gave you? Uh, now, this is not exactly the same, but uh, Joseph was given the coat of many colors. His brothers were angry with him for the, you know, superimposed skin that he had on him, the multiple colors on him. So, uh, well, with black, I guess it would be uh, like multiple colors, too, because you can get every color out of black. It would be um, all the colors, I, I would assume, or I think that's what I've heard, that uh, black would be with all the colors. Uh, you can get every color out of black. So uh, we, we basically have a, a coat of many colors, but it's skin. It's, you know, we have uh, the, the ability to create color in our skin. So it's natural. The fact that God gave that to us, we can't feel bad about that. No one can make us feel bad that God blessed us with having black skin. That's what it is. So uh, in some cases, the reason why people hate us is because our skin is black like hers. The Bible shows that many times people were angry because of someone's skin. Like uh, Moses married uh, a black woman and... Miriam and them mocked her and was mad because she uh, was black and then God struck her with leprosy and turned her white and uh, for a time and uh, you know uh, so I think Moses prayed that she would be um, restored and everything and she was restored but God was really angry with her that she was making fun of the black woman uh, you know because of her skin color. He made her that way. She should not be uh, jealous or whatever because the person had black skin. So when we looked in uh, Song of Solomon, 
we see why people were adverse to the black skin. This is not everybody. Everybody does not have a hang up about black skin. Some people benefit from uh, pun uh, like trying to push down black people because of the things that we have been given. And some people benefit from it inadvertently, advertently. Some people do it purposely. Some people benefit from the system at large. So they have to speak up about it because they're benefiting from it. They can say, oh, I, my, my parents weren't slave owners, but you're benefiting from the system. So you have to say it's wrong, you know. Okay, so uh, there we go. So Genesis 9 is the crux of a lot of this, of what I want to talk about. And then I believe 10 and I'll go as far as I can uh, go with that. And, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Uh, now this is Noah and his sons coming out of the ark. So when they're coming out of the ark, Genesis 9, 1, and I have put these verses and things like that throughout the week leading up to uh, February 1st of Black History Month. And uh, so you already got to see uh, this and you should have read it already. If you didn't, uh, you can uh, hear it and understand it now. Uh, you can read it for yourself too after you listen to this or while you're listening to this. Uh <clears throat> So all of the children of Noah were blessed. Now, they all went ahead and did some different things. So this God, Elohim, blessed Noah. He didn't just bless Noah. It doesn't say he blessed Noah and his sons were blessed through Noah. It says he blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them. So he wasn't just talking to Noah. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So the idea that we're supposed to have abortions, that's a lie. When God was repopulating the earth, now the earth has no people on it except for um, Noah, Shem, Ham, Japheth, and their wives. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. This shatters the idea that God says, it's okay, and loving your neighbor means you can kill a baby. This only says be fruitful and multiply. It doesn't say you have a right to kill. Be fruitful and multiply also is speaking about the right to life. Uh, you have a right to multiply the earth with people, to populate the earth. It does not give any right or commandment to depopulate. It never says save the earth by depopulating. It says to help the earth by populating it. So what God is saying is, I want you to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Our, I, our responsibility from Genesis 9, when God is repurposing, reestablishing the earth, is to be fruitful and multiply. So if we're doing anything other than that, we're not doing what God told us to do. Every single person is not going to have a baby, but the mo the majority of the population is going to be being fruitful and multiplying and replenishing the earth. So that means that the majority of people should be having children. And that this is also in marriage because Noah's sons had wives. So they weren't just out there with anybody running to everybody and sleeping around. And, uh, if you want to know about marriage, 
it showed in Adam and Eve there was one man and one woman. But when you look at it here in Genesis 9, the when God put the uh, new people that would replenish the earth, it was the same old righteous Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. But they would be the new family that would continue with the earth. So it, so if you're looking for a, a, like a new family, a new set of creatures or people, there was no new uh, set of people like Neanderthal and all these kinds of things. It was just uh, Noah who also came from the line of Adam. So it's still the same lineage. It's not a Neanderthal man and then he, he stood up or he was a monkey. It's none of that. So Noah consists of the all the peoples of the earth today. Everybody is Noahic. Now, whether they go and follow after other gods, that's something else. If you are having abortions and killing babies, you are neglecting what God said to do in Genesis 9 when he blessed everyone. And while he was blessing them in the blessing, he said, commanded, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say, and uh, you can depopulate when it's necessary. He said, replenish the earth. He wants people on the earth. He wants a lot of people on the earth. So as many as you can. And he set it up that they would have wives. So if you want to know what the marriage looks like uh, for how many wives a man should have and whatever, he had one man and one woman. And uh, that would be Shem and his wife. Ham and his wife, Japheth and his wife. So he had that. And that uh, is definitely the way the families were supposed to repopulate the earth. So uh, there is a reason why he did it that way. And uh, the way things are set up is we are supposed to be able to uh, procreate and, and pop repopulate and populate. Okay, so the fear and the dread shall be upon... Uh, uh, the fear and dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth. And so he's just blessing them and he goes down the list. Then uh, it shows, uh, I did this part also, but it shows, uh, and Noah began to be an husband man and he planted a vineyard. Now this is Genesis nine twenty, And he drank of the wine and was drunken and he was uncovered within his tent. Now, Noah had been through a lot. He saw all the people of the earth perish and only him and his sons were left. So even Noah was feeling like, oh my goodness, we are the only ones that made it. Or he was feeling, I'm so good and I'm, I made it. Or whatever his reasoning was, he planted that wine and he got drunk. It might not have been any of those things. It might not have been, oh my goodness, we're the only ones. Oh my goodness, I'm so great. It could have just been, ooh, look at this wine. I want all of it. You know, I want to drink some of it. This looks so great. It might not have been anything. So uh, it, it, it could have just been uh, him um, him in excesses uh, because the, the Bible doesn't necessarily establish uh, the reason he drank. Uh, it just says uh, the simple reason would be because he planted a vineyard and uh, he drank of the wine. And so he got drunk. Uh, so basically he imbibed and he went overboard. The Bible says drink and be not drunken. So if you drink, don't get drunk. You can drink. And the Bible says uh, anything you do wherein is excess is a sin. So any of the excesses of life would be a sin. So this drunkenness 
would be excess, wine to the excess, or drunkenness. <clears throat> and he was uncovered within his tent. So this is not Ham. Ham didn't do anything sexually to uh, Noah. Ham did not fondle him or do anything like that. Ham basically mocked and scoffed him and wanted his brothers to come and look and see what was going on. And uh, it says, uh, and Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. So uh, it's, it mentions Canaan for a reason. Ham never got cursed. Canaan got cursed. All Hamitic people are not cursed. So people need to stop that lie. And you can see by all the land that uh, uh, that Ham got that he was definitely not cursed. So Ham got the land of uh, Africa, which would be uh, the land of Ham. He got Egypt. Uh, Mizraim is the son of uh, is the son of um, Ham. So Ham was not cursed only Canaan Ham was blessed by God in the uh chapter uh 9 right where I am now 1 and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them be fruitful and multiply so God couldn't bless Ham as a whole Ham could cannot be uh, cur I mean God could not curse Ham as a whole God blessed Ham as a whole but he could not curse Ham because Ham was blessed in nine one, so all the nations completely were under the blessing of Noah. So Noah's God is Elohim. So everybody's God, going to Genesis nine, is still Elohim. So let's see where all this other gods and stuff come from, because uh, the God that everybody had was still Elohim. And this is Genesis 9. So when you want to know where your religion started, this is the the Jewish person, this is the black person, the Hamitic person, this is the white person, the any person, your God started in Genesis 9 as Elohim, or you can go back to Genesis 1, uh, where it was Adam. But when we start uh, looking at uh, beginning to start the repopulation and repurposing and doing whatever with the earth, it shows everybody's God was still Elohim who was able to bless or curse or do whatever. So Elohim blessed Ham. So Ham has been blessed. Now, does he continue in his blessing or does he forget God? So this is something that a lot of people uh, have not spoken about. I don't know if anybody is talking about the fact that God blessed Noah and Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So all the nations were functioning under the blessing of God, right? And they were supposed to be fruitful and multiply. So again, I want to reiterate, uh, because black children uh, constitute 19 million abortions since 1973. There are only 65 million abortions. So black people should not make up that many abortions. 19, that's almost uh, a third of the abortion, and they don't make up that much of the population in America. So that's only in America. We're not talking about around the world, in America. Okay, so, uh, so Noah 
uh, uh, so Ham told Shem, and he told Japheth that uh, his father was naked, and uh, they laid their garments uh, on Noah, and they covered him. So they laid their garments on Noah, and they covered him instead of mocking him along with Ham. So Ham, instead of covering him up, he could have covered up Noah, but uh, he apparently wanted to show Shem and Japheth why he needed to show them instead of just saying, oh, my father has, uh, um, you know, he's uncovered, so let me cover him up. It's possible because of the fact that Noah is um, naked and everybody can come into the room and see him. So anyone could have went in there, the Shem, Ham, the wives could have went in there. So maybe his son was looking down on him somewhat or, you know, whatever the reason is. Uh, and kind of, in a sense, mocking that he was naked and look at, you know, look at him instead of saying, let me cover him up and respect him and honor him. Now, Noah put himself in a terrible position. And we as a, a people, black people, this is um, Black History Month. I'm telling you, and I've said it before, uh, what you do affects your children. This doesn't mean you have a guilty conscience and all that and say, oh, I'm so terrible. You bring that to God. You repent. You confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. You're saved. God, it can, um, you confess and do all that. You believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. He raised him from the dead because he died for your sins. So all the things you did wrong, God, um, he, uh, cleans your sins so that you don't have to be culpable of every sin and everything that you have committed so the thing is that you bring that to god and then you don't have to pay for your sin so um we don't want to be doing things like drinking to excess drugs all kinds of stealing robbing killing that somehow it will affect your children uh uh, Ham didn't do the same thing. In these cultures today, uh, they tell you if you drink, your child is going to drink. And they say that's sacrosanct. They say that, you know, it has to happen. Like if you drink, your son is going to be a drunk. Well, it doesn't show that Ham became a drunk, Shem became a drunk, or Japheth became a drunk. Uh, in uh, some of the uh, Later scripture, people were drinking to excess, but you are not supposed to drink until it's excess. You're not supposed to be drunk and you're not supposed to do anything wherein is excess. So where did we get the teaching that if a parent is a drug addict or if a parent is a uh, alcoholic, a child has to be an alcoholic? Uh, this here doesn't show that. So why do people live that? So I, I right now in Jesus name, I curse that line of thinking in Jesus name. We are not going to accept that in our communities. Uh, we're not going to accept that in the black community. No community should accept that. But this, is, I'm freeing you today on February 1st, 2023. I am freeing you from the lie that if your parent is something or if your parent is a drunk or a addict, you have to be an addict. So when society says that you have more of a likelihood of being a drug addict because your parent was a drug addict, this doesn't show him uh, being 
a drug addict. Ham was raised the proper way. Ham was raised to love God, to serve God, to put God in the proper perspective. When you raise your children and you uh, train a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from it when they're old. When you train your children the right way, they will go the right way. Hopefully they don't mock you or try to point out your sin. Like point, look what he did, like Ham did. Uh, I don't know exactly why Ham would do that. And we should, we need to check ourselves also to make sure we're not being haughty and, uh, you know, just finger pointing. We can rebuke and do all those things, but we, we got to have the right heart. It shouldn't be, I, I am more pious than this person. I'm like, uh, in the new Testament, the uh, man said, I thank God. I'm not like these sinners. You can't no that you're only not like these sinners because God is, uh, helping you not to be like that and because you're doing doing it through the spirit of god not because you're so great so uh hopefully that's not why ham did it but the bible doesn't express that uh specifically but he's basically kind of dishonoring his father but then again his father dishonored himself and all of them so i love noah noah's a great man he kept the standard for a long time so if he fell one time uh it's horrible because he he was a bad example but because he instilled the great things in his sons before they didn't go down the same path that he went so praise god for that it may have affected something uh whatever but in this it's showing you that uh it did not affect uh his children so ham uh, was not um you know drinking and saying Oh, look, my father got drunk. I'm going to try it too. You know, I've heard of some people say, uh, this person was doing this. So I wanted to try it. Like someone, they knew of somebody else that was committing whoredoms and they said they wanted to see how it felt. So they did it themselves. And then they were in agony and pain going through the problem of people using their bodies and stuff like that. But they chose to try to be someone else and live their life out. And they got all the heart, heartache and pain that that person had. So, uh, you know, uh, when you are someone who tries to be someone else, you're going to find a problem. Uh, so I'm going to show you the blessings that Ham got and why people are trying to pretend to be Ham and why they are trying to steal the things that belong to Ham. And it's causing them problems themselves. And then they're giving us problems because they're trying to beat us and try to take our stuff. Like you have France who were in Africa and they are taking all the resources out of Africa, you know, daily and whatever and living off of it, but they're calling Africa a third world nation. How is that logical? You're taking, you literally have Africans, like someone was saying they, they're walking with diamonds and stuff under their feet. And, uh, I don't, I'm not into Maya Angelou per se. I don't really know about her if she's Christian or whatever. So I can't back her up to say she's good or whatever. I, I don't know her Christian status, but she did make a poem that says she had oil wells pumping in her backyard. She, she must be talking about Africa because, uh, that's her lineage. That's our lineage. Uh, Africa has oil wells pumping in their backyard. Uh, the children in Africa that they are saying are living in a third world nation are literally not able to, this is not the whole Africa of, like I saw a video where they said Africa and they showed uh, the grand 
built up parts of Africa and then the grand, less built up parts of Africa. Uh, it doesn't have to be a Nimrod city in order for it to be grand and beautiful. The natural way that the land looks without all the grand buildings is still grand and beautiful in Africa. It's just the natural way it uh, the land was. There's nothing wrong with the way God made the earth. So if there's dirt and uh, you know, soil and things like that and grass and whatever or whatever, that's not uh, a dilapidated condition. Uh, it's not necessarily built up, but in its natural state, you don't say uh, it's uh, it's there's not it's nothing there. Uh, in some cases, the land they may consider it barren if there's nothing growing in it, but the land is still useful. Uh, you would be able to build on it and then create some kind of irrig irrigation system if the land does not produce uh, any kind of water. If you can't find wells, you would be able to create some kind of irrigation system. So the land itself is always a possibility. Uh, you always have possibility if you have land. I don't care how barren you think it is or how deserted. God has given us knowledge, wisdom, understanding, things like that. And uh, Solomon prayed for that, and he was able to uh, do so many different things. But uh, God made it so that uh, in the biblical times, they were digging for wells and finding water and things like that. So they were able to get water for their lands. And if that's not possible, uh, some places, uh, a man in America, I believe Israel, some places have been able to find ways to make water out of the air. Uh, because it has a uh, hydrogen or whatever so they find a way to extract the water out of the air through some machines these things can be implemented into africa so that they can get water there and uh a black the black man that made that machine uh he can uh well take that over there and help them out there in africa or or somebody in africa can create their own or uh, however that goes but uh uh, infertile land is never really infertile. You have to make it fertile. You till the ground. You know, Adam, when he was cursed, he was supposed to till the ground and do whatever. So if your land is not producing for you, if you see barrenness, you make it uh, fertile. You find a way to make it fertile. You have these gifts, talents, skills, and ability. Uh, Joseph, when the land wasn't producing and there was going to be a famine, he saved up all of the corn and the different things for the seven years and the, and then I believe seven more, however that went. And uh, he found a way to extend the life of the corn for those seven years and whatever. And that people were able to eat uh, in Egypt and they were able to eat throughout the famine and he helped Israel out also. So uh, there are ways to eat when it's supposed to be a famine. Even though uh, the Bible says, in those days, it's going to be a famine. Why does that mean you're not going to eat? So in the Bible, there was a clear famine in, in Africa, Egypt. There was a famine, but they were eating and they were eating good. So in the famine, when times of famine come, why can't you eat? Why are you, why are you not eating in a famine? I don't understand it. Especially if you had been reading the Bible, you would understand ways to eat in a famine you would understand how to do it now i understand there are the uh, i i leave the scripture that shows the wicked plot against the against the just so the wicked people plot against god's people so in some cases there may be uh like in america they have stopped planting uh female trees and fruit bearing trees 
That's one of the ways to stifle people from being able to eat in a famine. Because uh, if you had trees everywhere in the land, only the lands that were barren would not have food. And then the other lands that the waters and things were flowing, there would always be fruit. And people could just go to that part of America uh, and get food or they could send it to the other parts and help them out. We would always have fruit, food and things like that. There should never be a lack of food in America because we should have fruit bearing trees and nuts and things like that all over America. We need to do that again. So uh, black people and uh, things like that, we need to start having our home gardens and things like that. Uh, you know, I want to see if I can try to grow some things like that, but we need to start growing some things or whatever. Uh, if you have a, a backyard or a front yard, maybe you can start planting some things and growing a few things. Uh, get yourself prepared for, for stuff. If ever there's something situation going on, you might have some tomatoes in your backyard. You might have some avocado, some whatever you want to grow. You might have some nut trees, some some um seeds and whatever the case may be get to growing get to stirring up something cut if you want to cut down your bills grow your own fruit grow your own some of your own things that you would uh um and you may wind up selling them for yourself you might wind up making a business out of it it could be a, a mini farm you could have a, a minute number of customers and it would help you out a little bit or it wouldn't be to help you out, it would be to help out the community. Uh, if people have land in places where they can have, uh, you know, a big kind of farmland or something like that, do that. Black people, get into it, get into business, get into different things so that you can be uh, uh, out there. When in uh, this year, we need to get ourselves together and start doing the things that need to be done. If you want to write a book, write that book. Become a publisher. It's cheap. If you want to uh, you make music, make music. If you want to write a textbook, write a textbook. If you want to, the things that you want to do and the, the um, government is stopping you from doing it, do it anyway. Get your work out there. Uh, you know, there's some things you do. Poor man's copyright. There's some things uh, you by use. It becomes uh, it becomes trademark. You have to figure, find out the different things. Look it up. Get some things done so that you can have your work out there. So when they try to say black people or whatever, you shut them down easily. No, I have the talent. I have the gift, the skill and ability. The people are not giving me the opportunity. See, with the advent of the internet, and I believe a black person had something to do with the internet. Uh, when you look up who created the internet, they have this person, that a white person, the white person, then they have a group of people made it. Then they have a black person made it. And so uh, it's so discombobulated that you wonder what is the truth. And we have to always question when there are things that are invented. Uh, a lot of black people were robbed. Uh, I read something and saw a video where uh, they would not allow black people to trademark or make inventions in their name. So they had to use a white person to get them to trademark their stuff and then say it belonged to the white person and it really belonged to the black person. So a lot of our inventions are out there with a white person's name on it. So we need to cure that. We're going to fix that. All the things that the devil stole, we're taking back. Everything. 
Uh, this wouldn't be every white person that took from black people, uh, but the system that is in place allows one race to benefit off of the other. So this is not okay. Uh, when you turn on your radio and you listen to rock music, uh, the majority of people that should be getting paid for rock music should be black people because they invented the rock and roll. So why aren't black people getting paid for rock and roll? Now, I'm not talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. We can have pure, good rock and roll without having the sex and the drugs. So we can have some godly rock and roll. And again, I'll speak about it. Uh, Christianity uh, would be uh, the top music. Gospel music would be number one if the record labels and Hollywood did not tell people they can't make music about Jesus and they can't do the movies about Jesus or if they do a movie about Jesus they try to pervert it we're pushing down the fences and doing it anyway and getting our voices heard but it would be the majority because the most famous and sold book is the Bible that tells you where uh, everyone's conscience is and where everyone's interest is it is clearly the Bible so people are buying the Bible. So if they're interested in it, why would you tell people not to sing about Jesus when people are clearly buying merchandise about Jesus? The Bible, you know, they want to read. Oh, there are other books that sell, but the Bible is the best selling. Why wouldn't you use the material in the Bible if that's the best selling? Apparently, you would have an agenda if you refuse to use the Bible, which is the best seller. So if it's about if it's only about money, like the love of money is the root of all evil, that's fine. It's true. So people do stuff for money. But why suppress Christianity? Why suppress the Bible? If you want to make money, you would make money in doing the things of the Lord because the Bible is the best seller. But guess what? They are it's it's not that the gospel music is not selling, it's that it has been manipulated, so now people are thinking, oh, the music won't sell, so we can't do the gospel music. They're telling us it won't sell, or they're saying, uh, make this kind of music. So they have like indoctrinated the people to think sex, drugs, rock and roll, that's what we're supposed to sing about. So they have manipulated the system to say, this is the kind of music you want. This is the kind of music you need. And they're saying, you like this music. So they're telling you, sing this kind of music. And then they're saying the public wants it. They're telling you to sing it. If you never brought it to the public, the public wouldn't be demanding it. The public didn't know anything about sex, drug, and rock and roll music. You brought it to them instead of giving them the highest selling book material. So if the Psalms are in the Bible and the Bible is the highest selling, wouldn't you make music from the Psalms? That would just be natural. So when someone set up Hollywood and when they set up the movies and they use the music and they set up the record labels, you would think if they had a pure agenda and they thought, uh, I love God and I also want to make money doing my business, they would say, naturally, uh, the Bible would help the society. I could do music from the Bible. I could do movies from the Bible. And the Bible is the best selling. So it would make a lot of money too. That, they would say that naturally. Uh, and you know, it's positive. It's whatever. There's all kinds of 
there's salacious stuff in the Bible. You don't do it because it's salacious, but when you tell the story, there are some salacious stories. So you have all kinds of elements of stuff. You have wars. You have you have so many different battle scenes you can make from the Bible that would be even better than any kind of battle scene they've had, like the mummy or whatever those you would have better battle scenes and more uh if you you look at the shows that have the magic and the weird things in there like that, the occultish stuff. You don't need to try to make up stuff like that. It's all in the Bible. Or if you're going to make a story, you would have how the occult is bad, how using it is bad. So if you made a, a fictitious story about the occult, you would make it clear that the occult is wrong. So you could do stories like that, but you would do it as a cautionary tale. You would find different ways to spin it so it's not the same old story. But of course, the Bible, you could do that with the Bible. So had they had a pure agenda in Hollywood to bring the people what they wanted, they would have given them the Bible because that's what they were buying. So when they did Harry Potter, uh, they said people were buying it. Well, the society has been indoctrinated about magic and stuff with Disney, Mickey is a wizard. So they've been indoctrinating everybody all along to try to get them to get into magic and the occult. So it's not that people want it. People didn't say, I just want magic. They were indoctrinated. Mickey's a wizard. The wonderful wizarding world of Disney. So they're pushing it on the kids and then saying this is what they want. So now that they got it into the people's psyche, they're saying, see, they love it. But the idea of these occultish things were not asked for. And so now people are saying, okay, we've been seeing this. We got used to it. Well, let's look at it. And the thing is that also they are determining what projects come out. So they're determining they don't want to put Christian things on TV. There have been a few shows like um, uh, Touched by an Angel, Amen with Sherman Hemsley, which preceded uh they touched by an angel. They had the amen prior to that. They had uh, many different uh, Christian shows, but uh, people loved it and things like that. But if you were going to do what people wanted, when you set out, if your your intentions were pure, it would have been for, uh, you know, things that uh, spoke of the Bible, uh, all kinds of things. They would have been doing shows uh, about Moses and things like that. They had, uh, when I was younger, they had the show Davy and Goliath, how, um, pure to the bible it was but they were trying to um point at the bible that we should have christian shows if they're going to do cartoons they could do cartoons that have uh the story of jesus on saturday mornings in the mornings before kids go to school they can see a little bit of the bible and things like that they should have these things we should not be uh, excluded from morning television. Why in all of the stations are there no uh, channels playing Christian content unless the Christian people paid for it? So the stations will make a show about the occult. They'll make a show called Lucifer. They'll make all these kind of shows, but they will not put a Christian show on the morning to have a Christian host uh, do certain things like that that they didn't pay for so if the christian host is on tv they are a sponsored host so the person's ministry paid for the show uh 
if there's some shows that are not like that, that would be uh, something that is rare. Um, so all of the shows that you see on TV in the mornings that are Christian, they had to pay to get on TV. Uh, so they have to get donations and things. Uh, and most of the time it's uh, people tithing and paying offerings, but they have to pay to be on TV. So the stations will allow it because there's free speech, yes, but they're making them pay to do it. There are people interested in, there's a whole Christian market out there. The Bible is popular. You have to say, what would make the TV people not put Bible and Christian things on there when clearly people love the Bible and things of the Bible because they are buying the, the Bible? So the, if the Bible is popular and it's still the best-selling book, why would they not put shows that uh, reflect Christianity on there? This is uh, not uh, in any offense or something to whatever. So the only way they'll put Christianity on it is if they profit and if they have to. That should not be the case. Yet they'll put things about Buddha, Allah, whatever. They'll put these things in there and... Uh, They'll put things about their religion the way they want it shown. So the way they want their religions represented, they'll put it. But Christianity, they distort it, you know. Uh, so it's, uh, or they mock it or make fun of it, and that's okay for them. They can mock Christianity if they're doing a show that mocks it or whatever. But if they do it, it should be commonplace that Christian shows are in the market and they do well. So we should have, uh, we should not only have to pay to see Christian programming. Christian people should not have to pay to be on TV. Uh, if they have morning shows with morning news, they should have the network paying people to do Christian morning shows, just like they pay other people to do regular talk shows. There should be paid Christian talk shows. And the thing is that I know that Christians do it where they pay for their own so that the networks don't control what they say. But the networks can't tell people what to say on their show. They can uh, basically allow people to do their uh, shows and things like that. And uh, they have scripts and things like that. And if the show is good and people like it and it's based on the Bible, it should be able to be there. All the disclaimers, uh, this is not basically a part of our beliefs. You can do all of that. That's fine. But we need to become a part of it. Just like uh, Christians are excluded from the Oscars, the Grammys, the things like that. They have a little category. Why are they only in a little category? If Christian music uh, is better than uh, some secular music, why isn't it in that same category? When they say artists of the year, you can do a Christian section, you can do a secular music, and then you just do an overall uh, category. Let's see who starts to dominate, and we'll see, begin to see uh, Christianity emerge. Why are we X out of it? You know, we can definitely have our own Christian shows, but if uh, there is awards for things that are happening, why are Christians excluded out of everything? You know, uh, we should be able to have our products and our voice everywhere. We don't have to be a part of your after party. We don't have to be a part of all the things that you want to say and do, but we need to be a part of what is of the workforce. Hollywood is a workforce. This is a place where people make their money. You can't 
say Christians can't have a regular work schedule and regular workplace just like everybody else. So when they exclude Christians from the regular TV channels and the cable channels and only make them pay, that's uh, discrimination. They're discriminating against Christians saying we can't work in their workforce and we can't talk about our God in the workforce. We can't have projects that reflect our religious beliefs and things like that. People are interested. You know, there would be many water of the word wow segment psalms thirty-seven, twelve: the wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth sharon brown sings sbs segment I float like a butterfly, sing like a bee, and now they all laugh to me, but I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track, cause Jesus Christ is greater than Ali, I float like a butterfly, sing like a bee, and now they all Stop them in their tracks with this buzzing track. Cause Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. Yellow and black is the sun and my skin. When you get yellow and black, they definitely unite ten. My mother's children were angry with me is the testimony of the Shulamite woman. All because the sun looked upon me and I have black skin. The sun looked upon me and they thirsting. The sun checking for me, but the sun they worshiping. I condemn the judgmental tongue of all my haters. Because in the Bible, I'm immersing. Because Jesus Christ is the only sun I'm worshiping. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and now they all after me, but I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track, cause Jesus Christ is greater than Ali, I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and now they all after me. Stop them in their tracks with this buzzing track. Cause Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. Yellow and black is the sun and skin. When you get yellow and black, they definitely kissing. My mother's children were angry with me is the testimony of the Shulamite woman. All because the sun looked upon me and I have black skin. The sun looked upon me and they thirsting. The sun checking for me, but the sun they worshiping. I condemn the judgmental tongue of all the haters. Because in the Bible, I'm immersing. Because Jesus Christ is the only sun I'm worshiping. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And now they all after me, but I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track, cause Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and now they all laugh.
after me. But I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track. Because Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. I got the buzz. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And now they all laugh to me. But I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track. Because Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And now they all laugh to me. But I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track. Because Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. Yellow and black is the sun and my skin. When you get yellow and black, they definitely unite ten. My mother's children were angry with me is the testimony of the Shulamite woman. All because the sun looked upon me and I have black skin. The sun looked upon me and they thirsting. The sun checking for me, but the sun they worshiping. I condemn the judgmental tongue of all my haters. Because in the Bible, I'm immersing. Because Jesus Christ is the only sun I'm worshiping. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and now they all after me, but I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track, cause Jesus Christ is greater than Ali, I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and now they all Stop them in their tracks with this buzzing track. Because Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. Yellow and black is the sun and skin. When you get yellow and black, they definitely kiss in. My mother's children were angry with me is the testimony of the Shulamite woman. All because the sun looked upon me and I have black skin. The sun looked upon me and they thirsting. The sun checking for me, but the sun they worshiping. I condemn the judgmental tongue of all the haters. Because in the Bible, I'm immersing. Because Jesus Christ is the only sun I'm worshiping. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And now they all after me, but I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track, cause Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. I float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and now they all after me. But I stopped them in their tracks with this buzzing track. Because Jesus Christ is greater than Ali. I got the buzz. Salvation Nation SN segment. Romans 10, 9 and 10. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Repeat after me. Jesus, I confess you as Lord, and I believe in my heart that you rose from the dead. You said in your word, if I confess you as Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead, that I am saved. I have done so, and I am saved. Thank you, Lord. Sharon and the Rose of Sharon segment. You've just listened to the Sharon Brown podcast, where the Rose of Sharon is the star. Jesus is the Rose of Sharon.